Beyond the player's journey to become champion of the Pokemon League, the main plot of Pokemon Ruby saw Team Magma trying to use Groudon to expand the land and make more space for people to live, at the expense of the poor Pokemon of the sea. On the other hand, Pokemon Sapphire saw Team Aqua attempt to use Kyogre to raise the sea levels and give more life-giving water for people and Pokemon alike. This story seemed like a simplistic metaphor for the environmentalist debates of the 90s, and didn't land well in the West back when the games released. Even when Emerald version gave us a slightly expanded story, with both teams competing to complete their goals in one game. To Game Freak and their primary Japanese audience, though, this was a pretty clear reference to real-life events. The Hoenn region is based on the Kyushu region of Japan, in which there was a great controversy about the Isahaya Bay Reclamation Project. A huge bay of water was gated off, dried out, and turned into flat land for farming. It created a wide space for cultivating rice, for a country short of usable land with an expanding population. But it also devastated a rich oceanic ecosystem, and the communities which thrived on fishing and collecting seaweed. The debate raged on and protests continue to this day, but for myself and many western kids, our only insight was the plot of some Game Boy games. Pokemon has always had an environmentalist message, and Hoenn in particular has strong themes of living in harmony with nature. But the games don't give a solid answer about who was right in this debate, because it's a complicated issue. What's really shocking is that I've heard so little about the Isahaya Bay controversy. Not only did I never see it in the news or learn about it at school in the UK, I haven't come across it in my dozens of books on Japanese history, or the countless hours of podcasts and YouTube I see about the nation. The only reason I know about it at all is because the amazing Tamahiro talked about it in her excellent review of Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. There'll probably be a link to that in the show notes. I'm Luke Summerhaze, and I love Groudon. Last week, I talked about the Leviathan, the enormous sea creature found in the earliest books of the Bible, as well as in other cultures near and far from the ancient Israelites. Today, I'll talk about its counterpart on land, the Behemoth. The Book of Job 40.15 tells us, Behold, Behemoth, which I made as I made you. He eats grass like an ox. Behold his strength in his loins, and his power in the muscles of his belly. He makes his tail stiff like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze, his limbs like bars of iron. Like Leviathan, Behemoth is introduced purely to demonstrate God's strength. Like Leviathan, it is a creature of the chaotic time before time. And like Leviathan, the name Behemoth has become a common term to describe a large beast. Perhaps the original biblical creature was merely a hippo or an elephant, or a half-remembered memory of mighty mammoths. Now, the name Behemoth is probably best known as an enemy in Final Fantasy, and a brief crossover with Monster Hunter. Groudon is Pokémon's ground-type Behemoth. It has the hulking, hunched body type of a man-in-a-suit kaiju, shared with several Pokémon though this one is much bigger than a man in a suit, approaching the on-screen size of a classic movie monster. It has plate-like armor, small horns, and a pattern like a mosaic in an ancient temple. 
The Pokédex mostly talks about it making the land, drying away the rains, or battling Kyogre. Pokémon Ruby tells us, Groudon has long been described in mythology as the Pokémon that raised lands and expanded continents. This Pokémon took to sleep after a cataclysmic battle with Kyogre. Pokémon Sapphire tells us, Groudon has the power to scatter rain clouds and make water evaporate with light and heat. It came as a savior to people who had been suffering from terrible floods. And Pokemon Emerald tells us, Groudon has appeared in mythology as the creator of the land. It sleeps in magma underground, and is said to make volcanoes erupt on awakening. Most of its appearances involve this main plot, battling Kyogre in ancient times, being revived by Team Magma in the modern era. In the original games and their remakes, in the brief appearances of Team Magma in the anime, and in the manga, this is just the main thing Groudon gets involved in. For me, the most memorable appearance of Groudon was in the sixth Pokemon movie, Jirachi the Wishmaker. A Team Magma scientist uses the wish-granting power of Jirachi to try to create a Groudon, but it either doesn't work, or works too well. What we get is a Godzilla-sized, semi-formed monstrosity of a Groudon that goes on a rampage. Its mouth seems to tear open from liquid flesh. It absorbs other creatures through enormous venom-like tentacles, and it strongly channels the horror vibes of the grossest creatures from a Miyazaki Ghibli movie or Anno's Evangelion. Anno's later mutating depiction of Godzilla in Shin Godzilla really reminds me of this beast. It is only finally defeated by a full-force freed Jirachi lifting it into the sky and colliding it with a comet. The real Groudon isn't quite on that destructive scale, but it could make a pretty good go at a Kaiju Rampage. With its ability establishing some sunshine, and its huge attack stat launching powerful moves like Earthquake, Groudon has been a top competitive monster since it was introduced. It and Kyogre have long feuded in the top spots, and whenever one's power wanes, the other picks up the slack. Just as Groudon was starting to be outpaced by new legendaries, along comes Pokemon Omega Ruby and gives us Primal Groudon. Glowing yellow light, like the hottest magma, pours out from the cracks in its armor. The hollow appearance this gives in the eyes and mouth reminds me of the fake Groudon Jirachi made in a way. Pokemon Alpha Sapphire explains, Through primal reversion, and with nature's full power, it will take back its true form. It can cause magma to erupt, and expand the landmass of the world. With additional power, even more permanent sunshine, and the ability to revert alongside another Pokemon that Mega evolved, this was a ridiculous powerhouse of a Pokemon. Groudon was truly a behemoth. Music for Luke Love's Pokemon is composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork was drawn by Katie Groves. Writing, producing, and editing is all by me, Luke Summerhays. Funding is provided by lovely listeners at patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. For just a dollar a month, you can help support the show and also listen to content early. And even if you don't want to help out, you should swing by that website for convenient links to the podcasts my pals and I create. Why not check out the episode of Monster Mash about the behemoth in Monster Hunter World? I love it when listeners get in touch. Next up, we'll be talking Rayquaza, and then Jirachi. Let me know your thoughts and feelings about those, or whatever Pokemon you love. 
And even if you don't feel like doing any of that, thank you so much just for listening. I love Groudon. And remember, I love you too.